MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in this morning. We appreciate it. Gil Alexander, Kelly Midland, live from Bar Canada here at the D in glorious downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Still to come this hour, Rufus Peabody joins us. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar, again, Rufus made his hay. He does a lot of other things, bets a lot of golf. You'll appreciate that about him. Yeah. Um, but really made his name betting this week or these two weeks heading up to Super Bowls. That's how he uh, first gained notoriety. He and his betting group, his old buddies, Big Zach, Lil Zach, Train, that group, uh, for those who have been uh, immersed in sports betting for uh, much time. Uh, what a group it was. And uh, Rufus still doing big things. With all of this. And so we'll get him in here uh, at the table to discuss all things Super Bowl 58 and just his trajectory in all of this. He's also the co-host of the Bet the Process podcast uh, that he does with Jeff Ma, half of the Massey Peabody team. Jason Weingarten standing by as well. Um, we get tweets, by the way, uh, at, at Beat of the Book. I just want to read these two. This is from Jim. He said, uh, usually don't look forward to working out, but I am tonight to listen to the Lifestyle Pod. March Madness, here we come. Johnny Ringo, Tracy Chapman had two hits. I will not stand for this Tracy Chapman hate. He's right. I forgot about give me one reason. He's absolutely right. And the numbers guys responded with, give me one reason not to send this tweet. So, yes, you're right. I'm sorry, Tracy Chapman fans out there. You had two hits. That's right. Uh, That and Fast Car, of course. Um, Usher. Because we haven't talked about Usher since last week. Obviously, the halftime performance uh, coming from Usher. And the big question in uh, some faraway places is what the first song is going to be. And my handicap remains the same as it did last week. And just to uh, refresh on that, uh, he starts most of his set list with a song called My Way. For those of you who know Usher's catalog, you're familiar with My Way. But My Way is not a real song to start a Super Bowl set with. So even though usually that's how we do these 
Super Bowl halftime handicaps of what the first song is going to be. We go to their set lists. That's how we won on Katy Perry, et cetera. Um, but that's not going to be the case, I don't think, with Usher, because my way is not exactly a banger, if you will. So the question then becomes, what is the first song? And I speculated last week, it's going to be one of three. It's going to be Oh My God, which is OMG, really, is how it is uh, as the title. OMG. Uh, yeah. And the other one that I consider was DJ got us falling in love again, but that's more of an EDM one. And I don't think he's starting with that. He said he has emphasized the R and B side of things. So I think it's OMG or yeah. Yeah. With an exclamation point, Kelly. OMG. Now the prohibitive favorite at minus two fifty. Usher to perform a cover minus one eighty. Yeah, I have no thoughts on that. And Man, here's the thing. He's he, got a lot of his own stuff. If he only does two lines of it, then it's a, then he's performed it, right? Uh, That's so you know how these guys go. The other yeah, thing especially is, these halftime shows, they, they, they feel like they do like 15 seconds of a song and then move on to something else. Well, remember the controversy with was it Coldplay? What the first oh. song was where they like started with like 45 seconds of yeah. something and then they moved on to another? Well, whatever they did with the 45 seconds one, that one cashed for those. Then there's the other thing, which is who will appear on stage with Ursher during the halftime show? By the way, do we have Jason Weingarten at all? Wait, oh, we do have Jason. Okay. Um, Lil John minus 200. Ludacris. Luda! That's Kelly's guy. Minus 160. And then Alicia Keys now down to 3 to 1 from 4 to 1. I don't have any inside information on this. I just want to say that I do. I used to work with the head, the current head of Apple Music many, many years ago. And I know that if he wants to, they're, they're in control of his halftime show. If he wanted to pick up the phone and say to Alicia Keys, Alicia, I want you to be part of the halftime show, she would do it in a heartbeat because he was integral to her success. So Alicia Keys might not be the worst bet. I had made it. I didn't make it myself, but I'm just letting you know that that would be a direct line to her showing up on, on stage with Ursher. Would she pick up your call? What's that? Would she pick up your call? Could you get her out there? Sadly, she would not. So, no, okay. She'd be like, who, who dis? <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jason Weingarten would pick up my call, though I hope he comes to us from under a cloud of smoke in Southern Cali at Spreadopedia. He joins us now. How you doing, Jason? Pretty good. I heard there was a lot of rain in LA this weekend, so I uh, escaped for a bit. I'm out in Palm Desert. You've never sounded clearer than you do, as you are right now from Palm Desert. So you got out of Dodge, huh? Good for you. Yeah, had to uh, you know get away from the rain for a bit. All right. So what is what does Jason want? Are you headed to Vegas? Is this part of your travel to Vegas? Are you going to be at the Super Bowl? I might. It, uh, it's definitely a possibility that I'll be in Vegas. I have uh, I have a ticket. I don't know if I'm going to use it. It's a standing room only, but uh, I might show up in Vegas later this week. Okay. Remind the good folks what you've bet here. I have not bet a ton on the Super Bowl yet. I bet some Kansas City. Um, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for some props. Actually, uh, the 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 best thing I want to bet. Uh, Travis Kelsey unders. Have we talked about this yet, Gil? No, we have not. Give us your theory on that. So you can't hit Patrick Mahomes. Not allowed. He gets the Brady rules these days. But you have to take away his biggest weapon. And Travis Kelsey is his biggest weapon. If I'm the the San Diego, if I'm the the San Francisco defense, I'm trying to you know come up with a game plan this week. My entire game plan is to take out Travis Kelsey to just physically hurt him as much as possible and make him not want to be on the field. Remember, football is a violent game. That's what the guys are out there to do is hurt each other. I want Travis Kelsey to be miserable out there all day. 
you know, make Patrick Mahomes beat me with his other weapons. So I'm probably going to be waiting until Sunday afternoon, probably two, three minutes before kickoff. And I'm going to just pound all the Kelsey unders as soon as they get as high as they get. Cause everybody all week is just going to bet Kelsey overs, Kelsey touchdowns, Kelsey receptions overs. Cause that's all people are talking about. Like you can't turn the TV on without hearing Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey. I got no opinion on it one way or the other, but <laughs> it's just going to drive, drive the, the prop prices up constantly because it's all people are going to bet you know ask any bookie that comes on this week what their biggest exposure is. it's all going to be kelsey props fading the fairy tale that is what uh, jason is doing here so under fest on all travis kelsey um was there anything else that you bet or not really you're you're just waiting uh mostly mostly waiting i, I i'm not like going crazy hitting the prop openers uh especially because knowing i want to bet unders you know it's it's a, a lot of times you, you have a chance to wait and let the prices go the, the lines kind of drift up um i did bet kyle use check to score a touchdown and to score the first touchdown i'm still looking you know obviously you got to shop around and get better prices i got some like 30 to 1 i think i got 40 to 1 on use check um but yeah you know i i happen to like kyle use check the a uh, Polish fullback on the 49ers. He's one of my favorite players. All right. What did, what number did you get for that, by the way? First touchdown. 30, 30, 40, 30 and 40. 30 and 40. Okay. Um, I like it. I like all use check overs because they're all, uh, they're all priced very nicely. Um, okay. He's a great, he's a great player too. His, 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 his overs are not priced to his skill level. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Okay. Um, beyond Super Bowl 58, then we just talked to Adam Burke briefly. He said he hasn't really delved into baseball yet. Have you at all, Mr. Baseball? Very, very little. Usually after the Super Bowl, you know, you get about a week or 10 days where I don't really have to do much. And then I start getting into baseball, but the markets open earlier and earlier every year, futures and stuff. So, um, if you really want to get anything good, you kind of have to be paying attention early. Uh, we didn't talk at all last week about the Corbin Burns trade. That was kind of a big yes. deal to, to Baltimore. Um, I kind of had my eye on that. I have some home run futures, you know, to lead the league that I'm, I'm interested in and guys like Gunnar Henderson, Adley Rutschman in, uh, in Baltimore. I'm, I'm pretty high on Baltimore this year. I think it's, you know, it's their time is now sort of thing. So, you know, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about the O's. I know you you should be too. I am indeed. Were you were you surprised at how little they gave up for Burns? Yeah, kind of. Um, that's the kind of trade that like you hear a competitor gave up that much, and you're like, well, I would have beaten that. You know, like, <laughs> that's right. You know, I'm surprised. I'm surprised other teams didn't want Corbin Burns. You know, that's he's he's a Cy Young winner. He's a great pitcher. You know, uh, Paul Spore was on. He did give his opinion. He he liked the Orioles over which was set at 87 at the time. Uh, it's still in the high 80s here. My, my pushback on it was by Pythagorean theorem last year, by, by uh, sequencing, that they were more of like a 91-win team than they were a 102-win team. Yes, uh, that's still over the 87, right, that uh, Spore was talking about last week. So that was, did you, did you find that a curious number to start out with with him? I, I do, I do, only because the, the AL East, such a bloodbath that you know I, I have a hard time you, you you could easily be the favorite in that division and finish third or fourth 
um, just because everybody is putting out relatively good teams, except maybe the Red Sox this year. Last thing, Jason, uh, we talked famously, or you did famously, about the uh, the flyover uh, before the Super Bowl go over four and a half because of your uh, your Pentagon contacts. We can't find that prop anywhere else. I think you uh, succeeded in getting it pulled down everywhere. That's uh, that's unfortunate. The, the only thing is, I wish they really took bigger money on those props because I think the most money I got down on one of those is fifty or a hundred bucks. So yeah, um, sadly, it's not gonna not going to break the bank this Super Bowl. Still got to find some other stuff to that. All right, Kelsey Unders. We will uh we'll see how that goes and you'll uh check back in with us later in the week. Yep, can't wait. I will be there later this week. Talk to you guys. Jason Weingarten from Palm Springs got out of the uh the inclement weather in LA, which really was like a flood there last night. Yeah, um, wild weather. Yeah, really bad day. Yeah. All through California, but specifically uh, Southern California. Hope everybody is okay there. Uh, speaking of the Orioles, Rufus Peabody's an Orioles fan. He will join us on the other side. All of the Super Bowl prop talk you could want from the guy who is probably most famously linked with it. Um, from a Washington Post article so many years ago. Um, Rufus Peabody joins us momentarily to talk all his Super Bowl 58 props. We'll try to pull out as many as we can from him in the process and get uh, his thoughts on whether the value is as good as it once was prop markets wide. We'll find that out on the other side. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. This is VEASAN Super Week. Keep listening for analysis from some of the sharpest bettors in Vegas. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash VSIN, you'll get four free air chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Uh, always a pleasure to have this gentleman on with us. First time at the D, I believe. I had him at the South Point for so many years over time. I've known him for uh, over a decade. He first came to sort of public knowledge, I believe, he'll correct me if I'm wrong, with a Washington Post article so many years ago uh, regarding Super Bowl props and how he and his betting team were exploiting those markets. Here we are all these years later, and he's doing it still. It's Rufus Peabody, everybody, co-host of the Bet the Process pod, half the Massey Peabody team. He joins us now. How you doing, man? I'm good, Gil. I'm tired. But Are you trying to steal my water? Was that what you said? About I, was, I was pointing water to gesture that I wanted water, too. Oh, I see. I have, I've been here with you in Studio at the D. Oh, you have for a podcast. For the Megapod. For the Megapod, which you'll do this week as well with us. I will. Yes, but not for a numbers game. Not for a numbers game. All right, so um, let's start not at the beginning. I don't need to hear where you were born or anything. By the way, you like the O's trade for Corbin, Corbin Burns? I'm ambivalent. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it helps us this year for sure, but I was really high on Joey Ortiz. I'm a lot higher on Joey Ortiz oh. than Sig is, actually, yeah. um, which... I, I was I was trying to convince him. Like, I was like, why don't you like Joey Ortiz that much? But what, um, I, what I love about this is like we're we're here to talk Super Bowl props. But as soon as I brought up the Orioles, your face lit up. Like this well, is your. We, we should point out we're we're both of that again that pocket in time of Washingtonians that were too young for the Senators and too old for the Nationals. So we're all Orioles fans, mm-hmm. and you still go to games all the time. Well, when I'm when they make the playoffs, when I'm in. Yeah. You know, in that area. I mean, I'll, I'll go down for a weekend series or something like that from New York. Yeah. But I will say what we have right now as Orioles fans is hope. And I love the fact that we have this stockpile of prospects. And it's like once we start trading them away, it's like that potential suddenly is gone in a way. Like we're turning it into reality. But it's it's like, without, I don't know. Without I, I, the love, safety I love the, right. I love the idea that like we're building and that we have this like that we're going to be getting better and better and better. I love your use of we and us. I still love that about yeah. it. It's a very childhood thing you, you carry with us. Okay. Well, I meant me and you, but... No, no, but no. Also you and the Orioles. You're the part Royal, of the organization. The Royal we. Okay. So, 
let's go back to the beginning of this. Am I correct that it was a Washington Post article years ago that first sort of? Yeah. Okay. That, that's correct. How did? What year was that? This was the 2010 season, the 2011 Super Bowl. God bless. It's a long time ago, Gil. It's a long like, time it's ago. It's hard to believe it's been 13 years. And I probably met you in 2011-ish or something like that at, at Sloan, something like that. So... How, first of all, how did that come to be? You, let's go back. You were at Yale. Mm -hmm. You did your thesis on what? Psychological inefficiencies in the baseball betting market. Got that, Kelly? <laughs> My thesis was similar. Similar. Yeah, 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 it was similar. <laughs> Yours was, I'm sorry, but Chris Singleton is the better player than Kweiler. I, right. mean, I mean, when you can do that for the economics degree, that's, that's pretty money, right? Yeah, that's awesome. So you and Ed Fang, like very large brains. So then you decided that you wanted to do an internship. An internship didn't exist, but you decided you want to do one at Las Vegas Sports Consultants. Well, this is before the senior thesis. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. I, I talked my way into an internship. But it was between my junior and senior year. Roxy was there at the time. No, Kenny White. Kenny White. But I like cold called and it, you know, they were like, uh, he's not available. Call back in two weeks, like on Sunday at like noon or something like that. It was like they were just giving me the run around. And eventually I just was persistent. You beat him down. I, I got Kenny White on the phone. Yeah. Okay. Eventually talked him into having me out there. I was like, don't, you don't need to pay me. Like, I just want to learn. And learn you did, and by and I don't mean to like distill it into a twenty second soundbite or anything, but you decided at some point, this is not you know I I don't want to do this. I want to actually be a better. Well, I think the decision just kind of happened for me. Okay. It, you know I, I met a group of betters back in I guess it was the winter of two thousand nine, and they took a chance, free rolled me for the. 2009 baseball season. We were doing some live betting, some other stuff. After a month, I had made the equivalent of my yearly salary, which, by the way, was only $25,000 at Las Vegas Sports Consultants. I took that job, and I loved that job, but it was not about the money. Um, and at that point, like they were, they tried to convince me to just come on with them full time, and you know, clearly the compensation's a lot better. Yeah. Okay. So, but that was not the group that you ended up with. It was. It was. Well, okay. Well, it was the group that I was with for, for a number of years. Right. Wasn't and I'm still I'm still close friends with, with all those guys. Okay. The person who met you in line like, was not part of that group, if I'm right. No, the, the person that I met in line was Ed Teach, Mark Ed DeRosa. Teach, who's been on this show. Right. I, yeah. It was at the Golden Nugget. I was behind him. He, he literally ordered a whiskey and Coke while he was putting in props. He was up there for 30 straight minutes. He got the openers, and I was right behind him, and I was like... Who is this guy? So how did how <laughs> to <did> move? <laughs> Order a drink. While and, and then and then I and then I saw I ran into him at the Palms asking about NBA props a few months later, and so I followed him out into the parking lot to kind of because I I was too I was a little sheepish to say anything, um, but I I followed him out in the parking lot because I wanted to ask like <laughs> I was like who is this guy like I've seen him you know yeah. and 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 he tells the story of he had his hand in his pocket on his mace and he was ready to mace me yeah yeah well, by the way is he okay I haven't heard from him in a while he's yeah he's, he's doing already? well he's okay. living yeah he's not in Vegas anymore yeah. living in Florida that's what I heard okay um, how does the Washington Post article come to be. So it comes from the Massey Peabody ratings, which I started with Cade Massey for the Wall Street Journal back in 2010. Um, and I was trying to get those sort of more widely publicized. And I talked to Dan Steinberg from the Washington Post, um, who had the DC sports bog. I don't know if you remember I that. I remember it very well. And, yeah. a, and, and so I asked him if he would like, if he would use those or, or, you know, tried to pimp out the ratings to him. And 
he didn't, but he came back to me that January and was like, Hey, I'm actually trying to do a feature on like Super Bowl betting in Las Vegas and the prop betting. Um, and it just started from there. He ended up following me around and, and actually he spent more time with my girlfriend at the time. Mm. Um, cause she was actually mm. running around from book to book a lot more. Um, uh, fair to say that the publicity, that the, the theme of publicity became a, a conflict point with the rest of your group sort of throughout the arc of your days with them to, to this day? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I think initially for sure. Yeah. They, they weren't happy about that because they were like, look, someone, they, they know what your car looks like. They know it's got the rubber band side view mirror. <laughs> like, you know, you're making yourself a target. Like, you know, they're like, what good come, can come out of that? And yeah. Yeah. But it was something that you struggled with because you, you didn't mind that. No, I didn't mind it. I like yeah. the recognition. You like the recognition. Okay. Does, and we'll get into some of your props here, the, what you're willing to share. Is the value, uh, we're talking prop market, Super Bowl prop markets wide now, just as a body of, of, of props. Is it anywhere near as um, exploitable now as it was then? It's exploitable in a different way. Back then, you were we were betting props that had thirty percent plus edges regularly. Jeez. Like the openers were amazing. Oh, you know, your 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 William Hill was coming out with some receiver at forty six and a half yards, and we bet him down to like thirty three and a half yards. Like they were just taking a season long average or something like that. You know, the win would open no roughing the passer at no minus one fifteen every single year. You know, oh, you're God. you're betting that up to like minus two hundred plus, right? And so there were there was. It was the gravy train of openers. That was like what we really focused on being getting everything ready really quickly and being ready for those openers and having people stationed at casinos around Vegas, you know, having relationships with people that worked behind the counter to um, even though most of the time those people would just give you disinformation or they didn't actually know. But um, but actually knowing not to trust them and still staying there, right? So, so, so we were just, we just hustled so hard back then. And, and that was in the day when like you didn't know whenever when necessarily every casino would open theirs. Yeah. You kind of knew the Westgate, but you didn't really know the others. Exactly. And yeah. sometimes, and like sometimes stations would come out at like they'd sneak some stuff out like at 10 p.m. and everybody else had quit for the day, but our guys are still there, right? And so there was a lot of return to hustle then. So you had these huge edges you got. Um, you bet stuff into place, and that was kind of our betting at that point. Like we got a lot down early. Now it's shifted, and I should say I am like back. You know, I'm working with um, some of those guys from from the past again for the Super Bowl. It's kind of fun. So every every Super Bowl, the band gets back together. Just it's this will be the I think we've done it the last two years before, and now we're doing it this year as well. All right. Um, it's just easier logistically too. You know, they can hit like Mississippi and Atlantic City and stuff like that. Um, but now it's, it's trended more towards betting on game day because you, you don't have great opening numbers anymore. I mean, they're, they're much better if you're the sports book, I should yeah. say, because yeah. you know, books like DraftKings are offering props every single week. And so they aren't as clueless. And so actually the opportunities for those listening, like, are the, are the props that you don't see every week, right? Because 
sports books don't have a lot of experience pricing those, those are the ones you want to attack. All right, let's let's dive further into that. Let's try to uh, get to some of these Super Bowl Fifty Eight props that you have bet that you're willing to share. Because um, you're still you're still showing up at the Westgate for the opening yeah, line. I literally bet four. I made four bets there. All right, we'd like to hear them, Rufus. You know what you're willing to share. And one of them was a mistake. <laughs> Rufus Peabody coming back on a numbers game here at Visa. This is VEASAN Super Week. Keep listening for analysis from some of the sharpest bettors in Vegas. A numbers game on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Put the VEASAN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with the VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VEASAN Pro annual subscription. Get your first year for only $199 instead of the typical price of $240. Just use promo code ANG. Get access to everything on our brand new VEASAN.com website, plus our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the Money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access, plus our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember to use promo code ANG. Get your first year of VEASAN Pro Access for only $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Yes, sir? I sent him over to get water. Like I could have done it during the break, but I didn't think about it. <laughs> Kelly had it. That was his promo. Kelly, you didn't get to scream ANG. Uh, oh, he missed this moment. Uh, that's the voice of Rufus Peabody, everybody. Uh, not just half of the uh, Bet the Process podcast with Jeff Ma, also half the Massey Peabody team, and known primarily for all of his Super Bowl prop bets through the years. By the way, you still enjoy doing Bet the Process with Jeff? I do. Yeah? I really do. I, uh, we have some great guests on. You do. We, like, we got Kevin Clark last week, who I totally have a huge man crush on. Is Kevin Clark the uh, fourth down guy, the, the, the coach? The high no, school no, no. He's a journalist. He's now with like the Omaha Productions thing. He was with The Ringer before. Oh, that Kevin Clark. Okay. I was thinking about somebody else. Okay. Yeah. No, he's, he's fantastic. He's like, I mean, that's the only, I mean, he's basically the only football content national content I consume, really. Kelly, they had me on after eight, eight seasons of Bet the Process, and my opener was, I knew you guys would get to me after eight seasons of this. <laughs> hey, man, so hey, much for last, right? Or something like that. <laughs> Mine was a, uh, a third well-received by the surveyed audience afterwards. No. <laughs> a third, not so much. Um, let me ask you this before we get back to the Super Bowl. This year, correct me if I'm wrong, this year was the first year that you started seriously betting college hoops. Second year. Second year. And it is now your bread and butter. I'd I'd say that. I mean, it and golf. Like, there's a friendly there's a friendly rivalry between college basketball and golf. <laughs> screaming at each other. What, what golf won the rivalry this week? Thankfully. Oh, did you have Wyndham Clark? I did. Well, the thing is, I actually had more on Aberg to win. Um, or Ober, I should say. Ober. <laughs> so he's going with Oberg now, is what he told the media apparently. This right, week. but then then the next round they said actually no, he said he wanted to be Ober. <laughs> okay, never mind. This is the Grillo Grillo. It really is. Okay. So okay, here's my hot take on him. Yeah, yeah. He looks like Tom Brady and kind of talks like Tom Brady. <laughs> he's like Norwegian Tom Brady. I'm serious. You look at his face, does. his it eyes. Does. I'm like this. Like he's gonna be the goat. Clearly. <laughs> um, but you see this? So you, so you, by the way, there's I like. Have, there's, yeah. the, before you continue, there's there's reports of somebody who like got really smart on Saturday, and on the in the event that the that the uh, fourth round would not be played, started making top five, top ten parlays. outright winner parlays, and yeah. so it's a fascinating yeah. thing. I mean, I I wouldn't say it's that smart because the broadcasters were talking about this, the fact that oh the, they were yes the whole round they were like they were like oh because there's a good, very good chance this tournament ends after 54 holes, so someone just is. I'm I just, mean, I'm just saying to have the presence of mind to bet it. I know uh, I know that oh, the broadcasters were saying it. Yeah, right. The question yeah. is, those bets can be voided. We'll see. And. 
It's going to be a big question on it. I mean, I clearly it's not in the spirit of the game, but oh. that's yeah. you know for others to debate. That's right. But uh, no, I had Wyndham Clark 100 to one here, which um, and you know I can't get quite as much down as I can. It, 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 that was the only place I bet it. It's the only place I got the 100 to one. So. Um, but the great thing about that is that it frees up more cash for Super Bowl betting. Gotcha. <laughs> so versus winning somewhere else where I'm not going to just have cash immediately. What convinced you to start betting college basketball? Because four years ago, if I ask you, are you going to bet college basketball? You're like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, so what convinced me is a partner I brought on who built this amazing college basketball simulation framework. And he, it's his baby. It's, it's his thing. Total, um, totals or sides mainly? Both. Mostly total, like totals are our bread and butter. Okay. But, but in, in I've game? been able to help out, not in game. Not um, in game. Although we do have a second half thing. I've been able to help out on the projection side, helping feed better, like doing um, the data science to, to build a better, better projections that go into that. But, but the simulation framework is really, really beautiful that he's built. And it's, it's, um, yeah. So Super Bowl 58 almost becomes a sidebar for you. For sure. Oh, wow. Okay. So the, the Super Bowl is not a, a huge portion of our yearly volume or anything like that it, it was a lot bigger back in the day yeah um when we weren't betting as much on everything else but this is just a tradition it's kind of fun it's a tradition it's, unlike any other what did you bet so far so you go to the Westgate I this to, week i go to the Westgate. yeah I, i'll be honest I was anticipating we were, we were going to have like 95% of our volume on on game day weekend and so i wasn't really stressing about getting numbers done getting all my numbers done. Like I still don't have defensive players or kicking or punting numbers done. Um, I need to do that after we're done here. A very lax version of Rufus. Right. This is not, this is yeah. not what I was in the past. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I showed up, I only put in four bets and one of those was a mistake bet actually. What's the mistake bet. And actually the mistake bet is one that I talked to Patrick Everson and Ben Fox afterwards. Um, and like, they asked what I'd bet, and I told them that. Um, I didn't know it was a mistake bet at the time. I'd misread my <laughs> spreadsheet. So it was Mahomes over 13 and a half longest rush. Oh, man. It, it turns out, like, Mahomes in my, I have my little thing that's referencing the distributions and pulling in from the Sims, and Mahomes and Pacheco are on consecutive rows. Oh. And I'm looking across, and I'm looking at the Pacheco number. You're a little older now, so it exactly. sort of meshed into each other. So I like, the, like honest to God, I wasn't trying to like spread disinformation, but that's what um, you ended up doing. Yeah, I ended up giving out. Yeah, he didn't do it on purpose. I did not do it on purpose. Yeah. Sorry, Patrick. Ben and Patrick, he did not do it on purpose. See, what, it literally. But, but then I created the a nice narrative around it too, right? Like yeah. Mahomes, you know, um, the, uh, I do think that narrative actually is true, though. That Mahomes, that, that Mahomes is going to be less likely to slide. I mean, both quarterbacks rushing are. Yep. Um, you're not trying to protect yourself for future games at this point anymore. Yeah. I played him over 26 and a half. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of simpatico with you. What are the three bets you made that were actually legit bets? I'm not sure. I remember, I, I bet Brandon Ayuk over 10, nine and a half or ten and a half first reception. I think nine and a half. OK. I think they opened it at eight and a half and someone beat me to it. And I get nine and a half. So can you take us for the for the person who's newer, newish to bet, even, even veterans who are listening? Uh, how is it? What is at the core of your projections? There, are you looking at Brandon Ayuk's first catches? So, what's the prop again? His first catches over ten and a half. Uh, over nine and a half. Over nine and a half. Are you looking at all of his first catches for the year? How are you calculating that? So, I'm looking at his distribution of receptions. Um, 
I'm looking at it not not just first receptions. I think there's going to be too much noise in in just that. Although if if I want to later on dive deep, I haven't done this yet. I could look and see. Oh, is his first quarter distribution different? Um, and that's that's actually one thing with George Kittle. He's his distribution in the second half has been very different. And, yes. And trying to figure out how much of that is is actually signal versus noise, right? Um, is he being deployed differently? And you can go into like, is he running different routes um, and things like that. But in this case, I was just looking at. I have, when I say I'm looking at, I mean I'm running code that's doing this. Um, but that, even that part you just mentioned is good to hear because it shows you're not a robot about this. At least oh. you're talking about football itself. There. There's different levels you can go to. Yeah. On depth on all of these. Sure. And so for me, I'm I'm not I'm not saying oh Ayuk has been over nine in this percentage. It's smoothed out. Like he could have had a ton of exactly nine yard catches and very few exactly 10 yard catches right and that's going to not be super predictive you you care more about what that curve looks like and so you know adjusting for defense looking at um what the chiefs give up uh and then relative to league average on those you know to wide receivers if someone is out there listening right now i'm sure someone is who is like wow this is exactly who i want to be this is the guy that's on the radio right now this is my north star First of all, what would you say to them and how long? Send me your resume. <laughs> okay, send you your resume. But how long would it take for them? Because you've been doing this for years. And obviously, it's gone through any number of iterations. But at the core of it, what does that person need to, what's the education that person needs to have? So for me, I think the most impactful thing were the econometrics courses I took in college. But I think you need to have some sort of data science base. Um, whether it's econometric statistics, something like that, a way of a way of answering problems and, and be able to do some coding. Okay. And I'm mostly a self-taught coder. You're a super nerd ball like that. Exactly. You love that stuff. Okay. And your and your partners are not. That's their their skill set is oh, no. is getting it in. Well getting the bets in. My former partners were were not Yes. Um although they're they're very well versed in numbers and stuff like that. Like sure. they're but um no, my partners now, um, I mean, one of my other partners is way better than me technically. Okay, these are not the, the band getting On, back together. Of, right, right. In right. terms of like like the, the dev side, I'm not a developer or anything like that. Okay. Um, do you remember another prop here before we go to break or you want to save them for the other side? You'll have to jog your memory that you've bet so far. I honestly am not sure okay it was, it was in probably another over i've only bet really overs so far all right we'll get so and that's that and, at, a, at the core you believe that right overs early unders late typically yes typically are you just saying that to appease me right now no i think that's true okay it's true if you all want right. to bet an over you want to bet it earlier typically <laughs> never, because you never it, know it, it's 100 percent true i was i was trying to think of a funny joke to make oh, okay. like, like about how oh that's all i ever bet is overs right yeah <laughs> all right watch well, out he's coming back for the under on that mahomes uh, first rush yeah <laughs> That's right. He's got the best of it right now. We'll uh, we'll see if he can uh, see if we can jog Rufus' memory. What else? What else he bet, or what specifically he might be looking at uh, to bet as the Super Bowl itself approaches. Brother of Tom Peabody, the inventor of superb owl. That's how we get around uh, copyright stuff with the NFL. Rufus coming back. This is Veasan Super Week. Keep listening for analysis from some of the sharpest betters in Vegas. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VSIN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code VSIN. The crown is yours. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, Rufus Peabody, kind enough to uh, hang with us for a uh, third segment this morning. His week, Super Bowl props week. And let me just say this right off the top. Uh, Captain Jack, I'm sorry. I have uh, I have just let you down here. Rufus, obviously, not only part of Bet the Process podcast, not only part of the Massey Peabody analytics team, not only betting, but also part of Unabated, co-founder of Unabated. Can you give... Now, this is... You're on the spot oh, here. Not again. Now, you're so bad at this. Not again. But can you give the people... Um, I don't know why I talk like Cosby right there. But can you give everybody the... Um, Elevator pitch for Unabated. Why should they use Unabated? Great betting tools, community, education. 
and how, and, uh, <laughs> I'm it uh, let's try that again. Okay, what sort of tools might they use at Unabated? So we have an odd screen that fully integrates with the with a bunch of trading tools, so you can figure out the price value of half points, conversions to money lines, first half stuff. Um, it's honestly, it's indispensable for me when what, I'm trading. What's, what's your go-to thing? That, is that what you go to? Yeah, probably? I use a lot of all, all line stuff. Okay. To be able to go from a spread to a um, to a money line. Where do they go to, to get unabated? Uh, Unabated.com. There it is. Okay. All right. Just want to get that in. Um, we have some Slash Gil Alexander. No, no, just kidding. No, don't do that. Um, okay. We have some tweets. Are you willing to uh, just react to some tweets? Because people have questions. Okay. MTW at 24 Golfer. Gil Rufus told someone he'll have at least $2 million in props this Sunday. What a boss. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's me and the group. Okay. Mike Rouse, this is not for you. Was Jason in Palm Desert because of the rain, or was he on the lamb from the Postmaster General? I don't know. Could be either. <laughs> Trip Tepper has this for you, Rufus. Rufus is, without question, the greatest prop better in the world. Curious, the yield percentage. I don't know if that's true. I'm just the one that people talk to. Trip, he, uh, he disputes your premise. Then Trip continues. Curious, the yield percentage his group is targeting for the $2 million they're betting on the big game props. Is 4% to 5% realistic? I mean, I would hope a little higher than that, but it all depends on what we're, we end up betting. If we're just laying a bunch of minus 700 no's on game day with a lot of money, then it, it four to five percent is more reasonable. But I would say in general, we're targeting um, more in the seven to ten percent range, probably. Cody Lutz wants to know what you're doing with an, with your arm in this picture, Kelly. There's another tweet about that. Uh, Jordan yeah. Hagel. To Rufus's point on the props uh, books don't post as often, I found discrepancies in the yards of first reception market this weekend for a bunch of different guys, 20 to 30% difference in some, case, in some cases. Jesse Welch, I love that Rufus is ambivalent on the O's because he loves the idea of hope for the future, so much so that he can't attach to the idea of winning now because his it's hope so could true. end up ruined. It's so true. Now, that's fandom, for I sure. I know. Um, let's see. Bill Hooker, I'm a I'm a dummy. He's used a different word. And Rufus is brilliant, but I'll bet he's been in studio on a numbers game previously. He has, but at the South Point. Many times. Many times. South, yeah, but not here at the D. Okay. Did you remember any either of the other two props or no? You didn't. I think one was like a Jawan Jennings over first reception. Okay. It was basically like first like some first reception stuff. Okay. Um what you're waiting? Oh, I think I bet over field goals actually. Oh, wait a minute! I like this one. Over, yeah, which, over total, total field goals. Total field goals. Normally, field goals most made, years made or attempted. Made, made. Made. Okay. Most years I'm betting on the under field goals made, but I actually like the over. I got like over three and a half at plus one forty. Okay, over three and a half plus one forty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have two coaches that are not particularly aggressive in terms of fourth down decision making. At least they have not been. And you do have an indoor condition and two good kickers. Um, but it's more the fourth down aggressiveness stuff. So that's more of a football calculus than it is your numbers? Well, but that's a numbers thing. Like, like I can right. quantify how often Andy Reid has gone for it relative to w- what I'd expect based on the down distance yardage Cause, game cause, situation. Because that really is at the core that all opinions you try to quantify that that's really what you're trying to get at. You don't all want a, all the actionable opinions, I guess. All the actionable. I mean, I have a, I have lots of opinions on right. sports like the Orioles that right. have no quantitative basis. But you're well, that's fan. In my Andy, in my opinion, that Andy Reid off of the bye week, like that Andy Reid gaze, it, it may not be like the guy that's going to be the best test taker for the SAT. Like Bill Belichick would be better for that, yeah. with, given a short time frame. But that Andy Reid, given more game, more time, will build a really, uh, really good game plan. Whereas Bill Belichick could do it 
in a quicker amount of time get like you know if he's got a short window he's going to be better it, with the long re- window, Andy Reid will be better. I have no quantitative basis for that. But. I, have, I have heard you say many times, though, the, your, your basic operating philosophy is the more you allow your opinion to get into it, the worse off you are. Yeah, I mean, my opinion is, I guess my intuition is useful in like asking the right questions yeah. of the data, but, but it's, it's more sort of on the development side rather than like at the end. Any uh, thing you'd like to share about? So you're waiting most of your action on the Super Bowl in the prop market. By the way, do you have anything on the side of total at all? No. Nothing. Okay. Um, you're waiting for Saturday, Sunday. That's when the frenzy of activity is going to happen for you. Right now, of that $2 million, how much do you even have in action? 50000 That's it. That's it. So you're going to put $1.95 million in play probably. Hopefully. Hopefully, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Okay. And prob- probably starting a little bit. A little bit earlier. It's it just logistically going to be difficult to you know do it all on Saturday, Sunday. Are you willing to share, if not for this year, maybe you are, like what you are anticipating? Maybe you don't anticipate. Maybe you don't. Maybe you go in blind. You're just going to look at the numbers. But is there something in the past where you've been like, oh, this has been something that we could take advantage of late? I mean, I think a lot of the sort of knows on like laying big prices against the sort of. Um, almost the SGP type style things in Nevada where they do have a yes, no, like those are almost with like the leftover money are good. Like if I can lay minus 700 on something that should be minus 1100, that's a nice, it, it, you know, it's a nice edge, but it's, it's, it's a small edge, but it's a meaningful edge. So I will say that every year it's a little bit different. There's props that I anticipate the numbers getting really good on, for example, like a Christian McCaffrey not to score a touchdown or something like that. Um, and, Every year, there is some number that goes way up. Like, I think two years ago, Cooper Cup receiving yards got up to like 108 and a half from it moved up from like 92 and a half, maybe at the opener. And Remember so, yeah. but then there's also props. There's, there's guys that I expect are going to get bet up that don't some years. So it's, it's really interesting. You're kind of reacting and trying to gauge where the market's going to go and then try to decide when to act because the number gets too high. Other sharp groups are going to come in about the under two and kind of destroy that momentum. And so you're like, it's there, there's an art to that. The way so that's part of the calculus too. You're you're aware that there's other groups lurking. Yeah, and also at some point you kind of have to. I mean, to be able to get enough down, you kind of have to bet it, bet something. You know, bet the under, and then let it go back up, and then bet it, and then you know, just because there's just only so much time. Like Super Bowl Sunday is an absolutely crazy wild day. Do you even sit down and enjoy the game at all once it starts? Last year, I remember hopping in um, the hot tub for the second quarter, thinking we had like. Was, we're, we're like screwed. I, I just remember the first drive was so bad. There was like a oh, Jalen Hurts fourth down rushing touchdown or something like that. We lost right. the no fourth down conversion. The Jalen Hurts no touchdown. Like it was pretty bad. Have you had a losing Super Bowl before? Oh yeah, many. Ha- but more winners than losers. Yes. Okay. Give me your like the worst. The worst was the it was the Eagles Patriots one. The 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 just all went bad for you. That was right. That was the Nick Foles. Yes. Um, Philly special. Philly special one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was so much scoring. Yes, there was. I can, that play particularly hurt you? Um, I don't remember. I just remember like we, we, we were staying at Train's place and, and uh, <laughs> You're in the we, we went out like this is the Legacy Golf Club. We hopped out and played the 10th hole at, at halftime, uh, like the par three there, the signature hole. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. What, what, um, but we, we, we were very drunk and, and knew we were losing a lot of money at that point. What was your greatest either game or moment in Super Bowl prop history? What, what stands out to the positive? 
the first one I, with, with the betting group was amazing. Um, that was the Saints Colts. But the first one I bet um, before before I was like when I was still at LVSC, I didn't even watch that Super Bowl, Gil. At yeah. that time, at that point, I had gotten investments from friends and coworkers and oh, borrowed you some were money. Nervous beyond I was, belief. I was nervous, and I had a bet on Gary Russell to score the first touchdown. And I remember after the game, like going check, like loading up my computer. I'm like, okay, do I have money left? Like, am I going to be out on the streets? And seeing Gary Russell scored the first touchdown, I was like, holy shit! Because that, <laughs> that that was like twenty thousand right there. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that was the actual reaction right there from Rufus. Um, dude, I know you got to run. Thank you. We'll see you on Wednesday for the Megapod. This is your standard Super Bowl week Megapod. Always appreciate you doing that. Enjoy it. Rufus Peabody, everybody. And apologies to Captain Jack for not mentioning unabated earlier. My God, what an oversight. Rufus Peabody, everybody, at Rufus Peabody on the old Twitter machine. Uh, and again, his podcast, along with Jeff Ma, is called Bet the Process. Uh, check it out. You do it weekly? Weekly. We do weekly. Weekly. Okay. In the off season as well, right? Yep. All year long. Great guests on that podcast. Uh, that does it for me and Kelly. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Drew Dinsick, among others, will join us. We'll be on Radio Row later in the week. Aaron Schatz, Dinsick, James Salinas going to join us. Uh, a whole bunch of folks down on Radio Row Thursday and Friday. And again, the Megapod on Wednesday. Vegas Lifestyle Pod already out on the beat. We've done all we can do. Best Bets is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is VEASAN Super Week. Keep listening for analysis from some of the sharpest bettors in Vegas. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.